this is Amy Impelizari, host of Tall Poppy Writers Presents, I Know How This Book Ends. Today, I am so excited to be here with Audra McElyay, debut author of the amazing new book, One Little Word. Audra, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So you have a real, this is your debut novel, but you have an interesting journey to publication. You were in the corporate world. I know you were a former corporate buyer and also um, University of Tennessee majorette. So those two things seem to be really great um, launching pads for debut writing. <laughs> how, how did each of those? How did each of those factor into your journey to publication? Um, well, <laughs> there were definitely fun experiences that have nothing to do with writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't like an English major or like a, a journalism major, or anything that had anything to do with writing. So, um, yeah, I was a corporate buyer for goodies corporate, which is, um, it's mainly in the South and it's, it doesn't exist anymore, actually. Gotcha. But um, it was like clothing. And then um, I was a buyer for jewelry television for a while. And um, that's based here in Knoxville. And, yeah. you know, they have nothing to do with writing, but well, <laughs> that's Well, let me okay. ask you a question. So you didn't major in writing and you didn't start out your professional career in writing, but were you a storyteller? Yeah, I, for sure. Um, you know, doing dance and winter guard and twirling, you know, I always came up with my own choreography and then I did several teams choreography and things like that. So, you know, all of that is essentially an art and yeah, you know, the routines and the choreography tell a story. And that was my favorite part was coming up with that story to tell. So in a way, yes, I can look back now and be like, oh, I, you know, I was kind of art minded growing up and right. you know, I always loved a good murder mystery. I was really into like Nancy Drew and Charlie's yeah. Angels. And when I say Charlie's Angels, I mean like the old, like the yeah, 70s yeah, TV yeah. show. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I of watched course. the new ones too, but like I was old school for a kid in the 90s. I was, you know, yeah. playing princess. I was, you know, holding a a fake gun and rounding the corner like I was a Charlie's Angel or Nancy Drew looking for clues and yeah you know. and then I got older and I was obsessed with Alfred Hitchcock films so I just really like anything suspense mystery like that and you know eventually I guess I decided that I wanted to tell my own suspenseful stories <laughs> and what what led you to that decision was there an event was there a person someone or a book a piece of art that inspired you okay it's time for me to do my own storytelling yeah I just felt like in like 2011 2012 I just felt like God was like hey you need to write a book like it just kept coming up and I was just like no I don't know how to do this like I have no experience that teaches me anything about how to do this and it's going to take forever And I ended up starting a blog when we moved to Alabama for my husband's job. And it was just a really small but beautiful town, but there was nothing for me to do there. There was no way I was going to be a buyer. And I even, you know, got like a fitness certification. And then there ended up being like one gym in town and they did all of their stuff via video. So I couldn't even be like a a fitness instructor. There was nothing for me to do. Right. And so I started like a health and beauty blog and then somebody found me on Twitter and 
saw my blog and then I started writing for She Knows. Um, It's like an online magazine. And so that kind of got my foot in the door about writing a little bit. It was fashion, health, beauty, fitness, all of that. Right. And so that kind of got my foot in the door along with my blog. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't really know how to write a book, but, you know, I felt like the Lord was just nagging it at me. And then we moved around, you know, a couple more times for my husband's job and, you know, everything. It was just a rough time to get a job. Yeah. At that, at that time, um, the economy had kind of hadn't really bounced back that great yet. And everything just kind of kept, all these doors just kept closing that should have been open. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try to write a book. And so that's when I started. And that was like 10 years ago. And it was, it's been such a long journey. I had so much to learn. I pretty much had to school myself was that book was, that you started 10 years ago, One Little Word? No, that was okay. actually a book called When Lilies Bloom. And that was the book I pretty much learned everything on. Yeah. And, um, you know, what to do, what not to do. Found several mentors that were willing to help me, other writers. And at the time, um, when I finally finished it and queried it that wasn't until 2016 (laughs) it took me I I started it in 2012 wrote a little bit and then finished it when I was on bed rest with my second child in 2016 because you know I was just laying there with nothing else to do (laughs) (laughs) this is a common story though a lot of people do take up writing while while waiting for children it took a long long time to get there yeah at that time I just I feel like the industry was a little bit different and the the agents I was querying at that time gave me a lot of feedback, like really yeah. helpful feedback. And was that book also suspense? It was women's fiction with yeah. like a hint of suspense. So it wasn't yeah. straight up suspense and I really kind of learned that straight up suspense was my thing from that. Yes. So moving I feel on like from back that then book is was really when hard. we probably when you you and I probably first connected back then years ago because we were connected through Women's Fiction Writers Association, which because right. I used to write more women's fiction, and um, and I agree with you about the sort of the, how the industry has evolved over the last couple of years, and right there was more room in women's fiction for suspense elements, but there has been a little more separation I think of the genres in the last couple of years right and I just feel like agents now from my querying friends you know it's it's really rare to get helpful feedback because they're just so busy yeah nobody has the time to write you a page of like this is really promising but this is kind of what you need to be doing and yes I was so fortunate to get that and then to get some authors who kind of took me under their wing and like read my book that was you know obviously a first book a first draft yeah and provided great feedback so I was just really really blessed and fortunate to have people who were willing to help me out and it was a long journey for me to learn what I was doing (laughs) yeah a lot of people don't understand that that uh, a lot of writers the book that actually comes out into the world is not their first book right so a lot of writers have what we call a shelf book um, or a drawer book that that ends up as the sort of training ground and the training exercise first before, yeah. before the and first. And it's, it's hard book. to let go and move on from yeah. that. One. 
Yeah, that is hard, right? So what was the point that helped you say, okay, this isn't the book that's going to find its way out into the world first? Time I, actually, to I actually had one agent who, you know, who really liked it. Yeah. And she said to me, I think that, you know, this, you have potential as a writer, but this is like reads to me like a first book. And I mm. think that you've learned a lot from this and you need to go ahead and move on. And yeah. when you write your next book, like reach back out. We didn't yeah. end up linking up together, but it was just really helpful to hear that. And yeah. it had been like a year of querying and I was just like, kept hanging on to it. I was like, no, it's going to be the next person I query, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard to let go. Well, this that. is what people don't understand, right? Because it requires persistence. Of course, this, this journey is so difficult. It requires persistence and, 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 and a bit of stubbornness, but also right. or the realization when um, there's a difference between writing and publishing. And so when sometimes you have to sort of pay attention to, okay, what is the need in the market right now? What are, what are agents looking for? What are edit, editors looking for? And maybe this isn't the store, right story to be putting out in the world right now. Right. A lot of courage to be able to admit that. So kudos to you. And yeah, one little word. Yeah, of course. One little word certainly does not read like a first book. It is a really beautiful complicated um but 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 complicated in an exciting way not complicated to read but really um (laughs) complex it is plot and we're not going to talk we're not going to do any spoilers and we're not going to um we're not going to talk about the giant twist in this book but we do always because this is called i know how this book ends we always talk about how the book ends in a spoiler free way and this book has a giant twist and was that did that come to you first in the context of writing this book or did that evolve as, as this book premise? Um, um, well, so this is a very special book in that I've written four books total and this is the only one that this has happened for, but I actually dreamed this book as an entire movie played out mm. from like beginning to end, like starring Johnny Depp. I changed it to a woman and <laughs> filled in the blanks, like wrote it in my notes and I wrote the book in a month because it was just, I needed to get it out of my brain before I forgot things. Oh my goodness. This is very exciting. Okay. Well, let's give the elevator pitch for this book first. Let's, let's just do that. And then we're going to talk about this dream. Um, so the book is about a Madeline Barton is a, a struggling freelance reporter and she basically gets an anonymous tip about the mysterious death of a, of a local best-selling author, Allegra Hudson from her town. And she, this could basically be like a career launching tip. And she starts really going down like a a rabbit hole of, of clues and, and the investigation and starts really feeling a lot of eerie feelings. Um, and it starts, there's a lot that's really confusing to her, but also a lot that starts to feel really familiar to her as she dives into this investigation. So this dream that you had so you you basically dreamt this book is a fully realized concept is that what you're saying yeah wow <laughs> I know that sounds crazy it was no crazy. well I mean it's interesting that you say this because you know my debut novel was uh, came from a dream um and it was I dreamt the ending I didn't dream it as a fully realized concept but I dreamt the ending and I did the same thing I sort of woke up and was like oh okay I need to right I need to quick get this out but um so, so that's interesting. So you knew how this book ended uh, as you began. 
Yeah, for sure. And for yeah. the other books that I've written, I start with the end too. Like I'll, I'll kind of come up with like the premise and then yeah. I'll come up with a twist right away. And then I fill in the characters and all the subplots and all that stuff later. Yeah. So if it doesn't have a good twist in my brain from the get go, I don't write it. Yeah. And so what, okay. So we're not going to talk about the twist or the evolution of this book, but you said that this is the fourth book. So are the other three books also suspenseful? Well, the one that I shelved, that was more women's right. fiction. So that, right. I'm counting that as, as one that I've written. Right. But yes, all the rest of them are basically the same-ish, like, you know, suspense thriller kind of vibe. So you really see yourself sort of staying in this genre, right? Yeah. I just, I need something fast-paced. Yeah. To, to keep my interest as a reader and as a writer. Yeah. And so then you say, ultimately, you wrote this book in a month. And so then tell the us first about draft. The, yeah, so tell us about its journey to publication then. Well, I ended up writing it in a month and I probably took I don't know, probably 4 to 5 months to edit it and then started querying. I actually ended up signing with an agent and then she put it out on submission and then it didn't get picked up on like the first round and then we ended up parting ways. Unfortunately. So then that was another big hurdle where I just mm. wanted to kind of give up. And so that's so about- interesting too, right? Cause everyone, cause if you know anything about the, um, agent, pro- the querying process and the agent process in this business, it's a, to me, it's a very bizarre process having been a lawyer in my old life. And mm-hmm. the idea that you have to court somebody to pay them yeah, <laughs> has been a crazy. really fascinating um, pivot for me, right? So you have to really like court your agent, you court prote- prospective agents. Um, you don't just hire one. That's not how it works. You really mm-hmm. have to like, they have to want you and you have to fall in love with each other. And then you, it's like a marriage, right? And you assume mm-hmm. this is it. This is going to be your forever agent. <laughs> right. And then you find out, as I have found out, I am on my uh, second agent as well. And we have the same agent. We have the new, we have the same second agent, I think. Right. Um, yes. Liza and Liza Fleissig from Eliza Royce agency. We'll give her a little a shout out. Who and is, so who is beyond amazing, like amazing, amazing, she, but she's also my second agent. And, and I also amazing. had a very, um, that was a very startling wake up call to find out that my first agent wasn't going to be the one I died with. So, right. <laughs> so tell me about was a tough your time. feelings about breaking up with your first agent. Yeah. But, you know, like some agents, you know, they just want to chop it to the big five. And if that's not, you know, going to work out, then they just move on. So it's, they a, lose it's interest. a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow, but you yeah. know. Yeah. So, so you break up with your first agent, you end up with a, a, a fabulous second agent and go back out on submission. And this is now how many, how long into the, since the book is, has been written. I wrote one little word in 2017. Okay. Okay. And it sold when? 2020. Ah, so before the, before the pandemic or right during the pandemic? I think I signed. Yeah, I signed right. I think it was Thanksgiving day, 2020. I signed in the same week with my age, with Liza, and 
my deal was the same week too. I actually got them both at the same time. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a really long story. (laughs) But yeah. That's so funny. That that was a really great Thanksgiving for me. Yeah. 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 So what happened? So you signed with Liza the same week as you signed your deal. Yes. All right. So explain that to me. How did that come to be? Well, that was kind of crazy. So I had some agents with my full manuscript. Yeah. And Liza was one of them. And then um, I had sent out some submissions when I was with my old agent. We had kind of sent out some that were still kind of up in the air. Yes. And then I had sent some too. And so then I ended up hearing back and they kind of were like, hey, we work with one of the agents that has like your full manuscript. So they talked and then I talked with each one of them and then we all just kind of came to an agreement that we were all going to work together. <laughs> right. This is <laughs> so, and your cause your publisher is Red Adept, right? Right. Right. Fabulous publisher. Well aware of them. I've known them for a long time actually, because a good friend of mine started out with them, Kate Moretti. Um, and so yes. they, yeah. So I've known about Red Adept for a long time. They have a great, uh, they just have a great house over there. So, so Red Adept wants your book. They know that you also are thinking about Liza and then you basically all sign together so you can all work on putting this book out together. Right. And then they actually, they liked it so much that they wanted to just go ahead and sign a two book deal. So I'll actually have a book coming out next year with them too. Okay. So what's the second book? Is that written already? Yes, I have that one written and then I have another one written after that too. I like to try to stay like three steps ahead if I can, but I'm only two steps ahead for now. But yeah, that one is actually um, hopefully going to come out in 2023. It's titled Counterplay and it is, you know, another thriller. It's a little bit darker than One Little Word, I have to say. Okay. It's a little bit. Can you give us a little bit of an elevator pitch for it? Edgier. Um, I pitch it as. You meets Dear Wife meets Gone Girl. Ah, okay. So yeah, kind of mesh those together and you'll get an idea. <laughs> okay. And that will be out in 2023. Yeah. So you sold One Little Word in 2020. It comes out in 2022, which you know a lot of people don't understand. There's just a long process to getting a book out right. in the world, even after it's sold. And the book did just come out this week. Congratulations. Happy Thank week. Um, by the time this airs, the book will, will um, only have been out about a week. So what have been the big surprises, if any, about actually finally getting your book out into the world? Well, I don't know that it's really a surprise, but um, just the the enormous amount of support. Mm, which isn't surprising but it's just very encouraging okay so the one thing we didn't talk about is that uh you we share something in common which is that you are a swifty like myself (gasps) oh my gosh yes i know and this is what you don't know is that i actually live in taylor swift's hometown and (gasps) so when we first moved to town i came to came to this town like 10 years ago and when we first moved to this town you know she had left to to go to nashville shortly before. And, um, like my kid's pediatrician was her pediatrician and like 
you know, the moms in town had played tennis with her mom and it was about Taylor Swift and we would crack up because we moved to a town in rural Pennsylvania that nobody would know, but (laughs) just, oh my gosh. Yeah. So we love her. And my daughter is now finally, thank God, a Swifty. Um, she's just (laughs) this weekend and we are just, yeah, we're just crazy oh about Taylor my gosh. Swift. Did you see that I got Taylor Swift as books um, yes, like yesterday? Yes, I, I did see that. I loved it. I know. And I have a fun fact, actually, for okay. Swifties, is that for every album, there's a song title hidden within the book. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait. In, inside your book? Yeah. So there's, wait, for every, say that again? For every album she has, there's at yeah. least one song title hidden within the text in the without or throughout the book. Throughout one little word. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is amazing. And now we all, all of us Swifties, we have a uh, a little adventure ahead of us. Right. And then there's <laughs> actually a, a you know not a character that's developed or anything, but they're in passing. There's a character named Taylor Bowery. Oh my and goodness. I think she owns um a shop called Tailored Fit and it's in the red building. So yeah. Oh my gosh. There's some little Easter eggs in there for you Swifties, but only a real Swiftie can find them. Okay. Well, um challenge accepted. Thank you yeah, very much. They are they're not <laughs> they're not forced in there because you've read it and you didn't notice like, oh no. this is forced. So you know, it, it's it's um no. it's organic flow. Very organic, words. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really excited. Okay, well, I have to go now because I have to go back through one little word and find all the <laughs> Taylor Swift yeah. Easter eggs. Find, the, find all those Easter eggs. Taylor <laughs> would love it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Audra. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to season two. Remember that if you love this episode, you can rate it and review it. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much, everyone.